good to see everybody this morning. Glad to see this great number out today. We've had a good couple of nights at the youth, re at the youth revival. Good attendance and good speaking and good music and everything went great. So proud of our young people here to support that and everybody else that did. Turn with me, if you will, to Luke, the 22nd chapter. Uh, I did have a whole other message to the other day, or maybe really this morning, and I was sitting there at the bar eating my breakfast, uh, Dr. Pepper and a cupcake. <laughs> Vicky was in the getting ready, so I cooked my own breakfast. And, had my Bible there, and I started to turn over and read and start just thumbing through it just a little bit and thought everything was great, and God started speaking to me. And there's on this scripture here, and I argued for a little while, but I lost that argument that I preached this a bunch of times here. I know that when I get to it, some of you, that, you know, and I thought, you know, I told God, I said, you know, they've heard that so many times, this and that, and God, you know, he told me, well, I think I know what I'm doing. And, you know, we just got through the youth revival. And this message is for the older people and it also, too, maybe for the, I mean, for the youth towards the end of it. Or I hope all of it is for the youth or everybody. But I just want to bring out some things because we live in a time today. We've heard, you know, from the message that, you know, um, we can talk about all the crazy stuff going on and you get, you get down and out. But there's a lot of good stuff going on. And you get to thinking about Jesus Christ, you know, and I don't think we realize, man, how precious he is to us and what he's done for us. And what the most important thing is when we mess up, he still loves us. He still loves us when we mess up. And I, I'm a, this is what I want to talk about this little bit here, and I hope it's the right thing, and I hope it wasn't a cupcake and Dr. Pepper that put me on this, but... We're going to go with it, okay? This is in the 22nd chapter of uh, Luke, if you want, and, and it's a lot. I won't read it all, but uh, this was, you know, just a little while before Christ was going to be arrested. And he was, and I want to get to think, I want you to think about for just a moment with the disciples. You know, he'd been with them now for, you know, in the neighborhood of three years. And you get to thinking about that, and they spent, you know, most of their time with him, and how close they was. You know, I, I just personally think that how very close they got, because you look at all the stuff they heard; it blowed their minds a lot. You know, a lot of it did. You know, it blow our minds too. What they seen, what they heard, but they knew there was something. I don't think they all knew that there was something special about Jesus Christ. And you get to looking at all of them, you know, and thinking about, you know, then, then he told them what was going to happen before it happened, you know, here. And then when it did happen, it just, you know, it, it, it scared a lot of them, I think, you know, and it blew their minds, you know, what had happened, you know. But, um, and you talk, see, John, you're talking in Peter and James and all of them. But this is part of the Bible here, you know, it talks about as, as he was talk, talking to them, it was more... He was specifically talking to Peter. We, we've, you know, talked a lot about Peter. And I'll try to look at his life a little bit and think, you know, you know, he was so close to Christ and how quickly he got so far away from him. It didn't take a long time. 
And I'm going to talk about that for just a little bit. And we start reading the 31st verse there. And this is Christ speaking to Peter. And this is, uh, and you can really put your name in here where it says Simon, Simon. It says, behold, Satan has a desire to have you that he may sift you as wheat. And that's for everybody here. He is wanting to sift everybody. Amen. No matter how close you are to Jesus Christ, he's still wanting you. But Christ said, I have prayed for you that your faith fails not. And when you're converted, strengthen your brother. Then we know it said, he said unto him, said, Lord, I am ready to go both to prison and to death. And he said, I'll tell you, Peter, the cock will, shall not crow this day till thou have denied me three times, or three times, thrice, that you have known me. And we go on down from there, you know, and it talks about where he went to the garden and prayed. And the angel come and strengthen him and this and that. But we're going to start picking it up, you know, about the 47th verse there. And I want you to picture this in your mind for just a moment. As they had this conversation that Peter was talking to Christ, he told Christ, he, you know, he, he told him, he said, I'm ready, to, I'm ready to fight for you. I'll go to prison for you. I'll do everything that I possibly can, you know, and I, you know, I'll be, go to death for you. And Jesus told me, he said, no, Peter, and I put this in my own version, don't, you don't realize what you're saying because you don't realize how strong you are. Amen. And I think sometimes we're that away. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Because there are times, you know, you think you could, you, could, you could do anything for Jesus Christ and something just a little bit comes up and you just fall. I know, I'm, I'm speaking for myself. You doubt you begin to wonder, and that's Satan just sifting back and forth. Amen. Just sifting back and forth. See how much he can get out of you. And we don't down here, you know, and as they come and, you know, as Christ prayed in the garden, you know, and they come, you know, Judas went and betrayed Jesus, and now the army come to get Jesus now. And you get to realize in your minds how... At this scene, how it was, it was really, it had to be scary to, for the army to come and get Christ. And the Bible says here they come and, you know, Judas come and kissed him, you know, and they come and got him. Then it says here, that, you know, now going down with me for just a little bit there, that in 49, starting the 50th verse there. And it said that one of them smoked the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. And then you look in John's gospel, John record, and John records that it was Peter that done this. That Peter took a sword and he, he he stopped the soldiers. You know he was fighting. He was fighting. You know, old said fighting mad. He was he didn't want them to take Christ. And Christ, you know, suffered him and says, "Suffer for thee." And he touched. You know, he took this man's ear. The Bible says, and he healed him. And he told him, you know, he said, "I'm with you daily in the temple. You stretch forth not your hand, but said, now is your hour in the power of the darkness." So get this scene for just a moment. Christ has spent time with the disciples. He has spent time in the garden praying. The Bible says even when he prayed, you know, that uh, the sweat came as great drops of blood. And we find out here, the Bible says an angel came down there and strengthened him while he was praying because he, God knew what Christ was fixing to go through. Amen. And Peter was still, he was a macho man. He was had a sword there and he was quite, you know, swapped it back and forth and he cut this soldier's ear off and Peter, he, or Jesus healed him. 
and thing was crazy. You know, you imagine the mob, the people, they, was, they didn't like Christ whatsoever. And they was going up, they, you know, and you find out, you know, they was, they'd come to get him and they going to take him and going to try him and all this and that. But you remember Peter said, you know, he said, you know, told Christ, he said, Christ, I'm ready to go with you both into prison and to death. In the 54th verse there, it said, they took him and led him and they brought him to the high priest's house and Peter followed not with Jesus, but they follow him away off. Follow him afar off. And just a few hours before this, he told Jesus that I'll go to prison with you. Now I'm over here. And now I'm just in the background because I am scared. Has anybody ever been scared and wanting to stay in the background? Because you don't know what the outcome is going to happen. But for we fast forward for just a moment, look at Revelations. We know the outcome. Amen. We are going to win. But we've got to stay true to Jesus Christ. We've got to stay true to Jesus Christ. And the Bible says here, he followed him afar off. They kindled afar in the midst of the, of the, tent, of the, of the hall. And the Bible says here, and they went to, down together, or maybe I can't even read this morning. And the Bible says here, and says, they sit down together, and Peter sat down among them. Peter sat down among them. And you realize, you know, you just think about this for just a moment. You know, sometimes we as God's people think we're so strong. We think we can do anything. You know, and people do this and that. But you realize for just a moment, Peter was a disciple that followed Jesus Christ, sit on the hillside with him, watch him do all these things. And it didn't take for just a snap for him to say, let me back up. Amen. Stay with me for just a second. Look at all the craziness going in the world today. You know, back, you know, years ago in the 70s and in the, in the 60s and 70s and 80s, you know, our churches were so strong, it seemed like. Even politicians, would, they would want to get the church people on their side because they knew they would have the influence. And now they don't even ask us what we think because we're sitting back warming ourselves by somebody else's fire, not by God Almighty. Stay with me. And Peter, you didn't take for just a moment for him to get back in the background. And I wonder today with all the craziness going on today, you know, we're human beings, we fall and we stumble. And I wonder today, you know, in the time that, you know, this Christ was fixing to go to cross. You would think, you know, as Jesus told them, told Peter and told the disciples, I'm going to have to, I'm going to, have to die for you, you know, I'm going to go to the cross, do all this and thing. He told them this was going to happen. They seen all the miracles that he had done. So do you think they would think, you know, this man knows what he's talking about. He's, he, everything's going to happen like he says it's going to do. You think all the disciples would say, run, and they would stand close to Jesus. You know, if you're going to try him, you're going to try me. Amen. You would think that in one way. But look what now is happening. 
One of them come up to him, told Peter, he said, you know, wouldn't you with him? He said, no, I don't know who he is. I've never seen, I'm putting this on version a little bit, I've never seen the guy because he was scared. And it's amazing today when you get away from Jesus Christ, you get away from the power of the Holy Spirit, what will come out of your mouth? Stay with me. It is amazing today what will come out of your mouth when you get away from the Lord and get away from the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the reason Paul said, I die daily. I can't just come to church and just you know, on Sunday and not do nothing during the week. I got every day I got to do something. I got to pray. I got to seek God each and every day. It's not mean you're going to be perfect each and every day, but some days, you know, some days it's harder than others. You know what I'm talking about. But you think, you know, when you look at the world today and all, you back to, when Peter, you know, and they, Peter, Jesus told them what was going to happen, you know, they think they're, they should have thought in their mind, this is going to happen like he said it's going to. We've got to stand with him. But you look at all the craziness going on in the world today, you look what it says in the Bible and everything's being happening today. And the church today is more in chaos today than they've ever been. Amen. Don't shut me out just yet. How did we get where we got? Because we've been sitting over our warming our hands by the enemy's fire. And we've seen the church up there and every once in a while we'll shout a hallelujah where somebody can hear us. But we're sitting over getting our strength from the Satan and his army. It, Stay with me for so we sit there a little while. You would think, you know, this one came back to Christ. It ain't been that very long when Jesus told you, you're going to deny me three times. You would, you would think, you know, Peter would get to thinking, you know, I'm in the wrong place. Amen. I'm just using my way of looking at it. I know I'm not very smart, but you think Peter said, you know, he told me something about this. Maybe I need to get up and move positions. But the Bible says he stayed there. And after a little while, you know, man come to him and asked him again. He said, you know, what, you one of them? He said, no, I don't know him. And I'm just paraphrasing a lot of this. And you think the second time, you know, you think he would say, you know, I'm leaving. Amen. You know, two, he told me three times, I've done hit two of them. <laughs> I got to get out of here. But he stayed and you look at the word, you know, you think, of, you know, I know we're all humans. And you think everything Christ has told us is going to happen, this and that. Amen. Amen. You think we'd wake up and say, hey, listen, we can't do what we're doing because we're going in the wrong direction as a whole, Amen. as a country. Follow me. We can't do what we've been doing because politicians are getting crazier. They're getting crazier. We can't do what we're still doing. And you know, and then they just start, doing, they see them come on, you know, they shake a hundred dollar bill or something that you want to talk about money. You don't think I can make everything easier on you and you want to worry about this? That ain't the problem. The problem is morally, we're going downhill fast. You see these young people today, they don't have a, they don't even know which direction they're going. Amen. And it's not the we have it in revivals, it's not their fault. Amen. It's because where Peter stood by the fire, 
of the enemy. And instead of going up toward Christ, that say, hey, you touch him, you're touching me. Amen. You don't get what I'm saying. If you're talking bad about him, you're talking bad about me because he is my personal savior. Amen. Are you with me? I made him king of kings and lord of lords in my life. I'm not taking a back seat to Satan. I'm not warming my hands over here. He told me if I stay with him, everything would be all right. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Do you understand what I'm talking about? He said, one of these days I'll come and get you. And where I am, you might be also. Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe in me. Amen. Wake up, church. We're still sitting by the fire. And not the holy fire. The fire of the enemy. It's warm. You young people, listen to me for a moment, please. You can go ask a drug addict somewhere, and they would tell them, you know, for most of the time, they'll tell you, you're an alcoholic person. They say, you know, if I hadn't got around the wrong crowd, I'd never done this. But it's so much pressure on me, I wanted to blend in. And I think Peter wanted to blend in because he didn't want to stand out. Because he was kind of afraid. But oh, let me tell you. The Bible says come out from home and be separate. It tells us to be a light. And they would tell you if I had to do with, I never would have done that. But they can't go back. They can't change it. They fight it each and every day. And I know God can change them. Don't let misunderstand me on that. But they're living in chaos. They're living in disappointment, this and that. And they didn't graduate high school and say, I want to be a drug addict when I grow up. I want to be an alcoholic when I grow up. I want to be divorced when I grow up. I won't have, I won't have children, but I don't want to have custody. I don't want to do this and that. They wouldn't tell you that. But they got around their own crowd and they started, you know, people started pulling them this away and convincing them this or that. You know, you can stay around the wrong people and for long, you can disagree when you got there, but if you stay there, they're going to convince you for long. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. And Peter stepped on sitting by the fire and he didn't take heed what the word of God said or what Christ told him. And I wonder if we start getting on down out of this. I wonder if we as individuals and we as a church today, I wonder how long we've been sitting there and somebody's asked us something and we ain't moved. You know what I'm talking about? And they asked him again. He said, no, I don't know who he is. They begin to curse. You know, I mean, this, this group is cordial or not, but you know, Peter went out and he began to tell him, he said, he'd done all this and that. He began out, he said, he to cry. He took off, and Peter began to, when he realized this, the rooster crowed. And the Bible says, he went out and he began to wilt bitterly. And he left. And he left. A couple of points I want to get you. You young people, I just told you, don't hang around the wrong crowd. Amen. If you want to be popular, be popular with Jesus Christ. He'll take you somewhere. Amen. He'll take you somewhere. He'll bless you if you just stay true to him. It may not be easy, but stay true to him. Amen. Peter went out and he wept bitterly. If you want to play something. He went out and began to cry. 
And I can almost mention in my mind what went through Peter's mind for a while. As some of us thought the same thing. He won't come up here a minute. You, you don't help me? Oh, I bet you can help me. Sit right down here. This is Peter. And you can imagine what was going through Peter's mind after he sat there and he died like Christ. You know, you sit on the hill of him. Jesus, you sit beside of him and he'd tell him stories and all this and that. Peter loved him without anything, with any, you know, even getting loved by him. He loved him. He did last, he went, oh, he went to the Last Supper with Jesus. Now Peter said, no, I don't know who you are. He left him. He left him. As Peter went out, no, I don't, the Bible don't record everything that he done. I don't know, you know, some nights he was miserable. Just as some of us are miserable because we're living with the guilt. We're living with the guilt because we know we should have left the fire, but we didn't, we're not there, we didn't left it yet. We're still there. We left the fire, we're still sitting by Satan's fire. And Peter is sitting there. This is a while after. And no doubt Peter may have been in the background somewhere when Christ was crucified. I don't know, the Bible will record it. But he rose from the dead one day. And he went out and talked to the people. And one of the things about it, I want you to get this, all of you. It don't make no difference where you've been. Jesus still got you on his mind. If that would have been me or you, we would have cut a relationship with Peter right then. More likely, if I'd been your best friend, you'd stab me in the back, been over with. He may with me for this song. You're human. But Peter one day, he told, he said, you know, he said, let her out. He said, go tell my disciples. I want to see them. I'm paraphrasing just a little bit. This is Mark's gospel. He said, also tell Peter. Why did he tell Peter? Peter was the only name that he mentioned out of the disciples. He said, tell my disciples and Peter to come and I want to see them. Because Peter, I could almost in my mind say, but Peter said, no, he don't want me. And whoever the steward, whoever the messenger was said, yes, he didn't mention nobody else's name, but he said, specifically, he, he said he wanted to see you. He can't mention your name. So he must have something he wanted to tell you. Because you imagine Peter sitting there and he'd seen Christ coming. You imagine Peter would say, oh, I'm going to want this. You know what Peter Jesus done? He went up to Peter. I believe. So Peter, I still love you. I still love you. My fire is better than their fire. You go back to Jerusalem. You go back in the upper room. You wait for a while. I'm going back to the Father. And I'm going to send you something. But you know you won't have to warm your fire by them anymore. You have some fire inside of you. 
so on the day of Pentecost, somebody with me. The Bible said the power of the Holy Spirit come down, the Holy Ghost came down and filled the house that they were sitting. Peter, Peter stood up and denied them. But when he got filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, Peter stood up and he said, He's my God. Amen. Thank you. Do you know what I'm talking about? He told Peter, I still got you. I still love you. And I want to close with this right here. I don't believe in my mind there's anything else much worse that could have been done to Jesus Christ than what Peter had done to him in front of his face. Because when Peter denied him, the Bible said Christ looked at him and Peter remembered what he said. So evidently, Peter was pretty close to Christ, but he wasn't close enough to not get in trouble. And I wonder, we as Christians, we're close, but I wonder if we're close enough. God bless you to stand. If you want to come and pray for any reason, come on right now. Anybody here wants to come and pray? Nobody has to know nothing. Just tell it to God. Every head is bowed. If you want to step out right now, for anybody that wants to come, step out right now. If you need to for any reason. In your uplifted hands. God bless you. 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 Father, today in the name of Jesus Christ, we come to you thanking you for this another day you've given us. We thank you for this word that we've heard this morning through the songs and through your message today, Father. Father, I pray, Father, I was obedient to your word today and to your will. And Father, we just thank you, Father, for your strength that we feel, for the power of the Holy Spirit that we feel today, Father. I pray if someone here, Father, that don't know you, Father, they'll make you known, they'll make you your personal Savior today, Father. We uplift all these prayer requests. These hands have been raised today, Father. You touch each different need today, Father, in a mighty special way today, Father. We love you today. We pray this message will touch each and every heart today, Father. Listen. Today, Father, we just want to praise you and glorify you. For Jesus, let me pray. And God's people said, Amen. Did you get anything today at all? God bless you. We love you. Amen. Thank you. We love you very much. Remember everything coming up Wednesday, the women's thing Saturday. You want to, Dwayne, you want to come over to the back, sign up for this chili thing. It's going to be, we're going to, hopefully it's going to be a good thing. We hope we can grow it next year even more. But if you want to participate in it, cook for us, sign up, and we'll get back with you maybe next week and tell you some more stuff going on. God bless you, and we love you. Thank you.